and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heitland, and every week I'm joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Bensinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast, and we are on part two of Father Jacques Philippe's book, our summer book study on In the School of the Holy Spirit. So if you haven't read it, please grab it, and you're welcome to join us at any time, and you're going to find it, I think, really helpful, and I'm so glad we're doing this. I know it's going to be, it's going to frame the whole summer um, so we can be in summer school, right, because we know how much everybody... (laughs) Everybody likes that, but Heather, I think we would all have to agree it's a different kind of summer school, don't you think? Yes, totally. But it's a summer school we need, you know? I find that summer can be like such a wonderful time to just detach from regular life, Um, but we also can float away a bit too far, you know, if we don't have a couple of anchors in the ground to keep our attention on the right things. So I love that we're starting the summer with a little book study. I think we can chew on this and and the contents of this book throughout the summer, and I hope that we do. I hope I do. What about you, Miss Michelle? Yeah, I agree with Heather. It's easy to float through the summer. It's easy to get lost in the details. And the summer feels so different, you know, because we've already been, you know, on lockdown for a little while and we're starting to emerge from that. And so just like, I think we need the Holy Spirit more than ever, just those inspirations to figure out how to navigate life and um, just, yeah, for him to be kind of a lighthouse as we are like sailing our ships into the unknown waters right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sister, what about you? Actually, I was thinking, I was going to give a talk um, at a focus event online a couple nights ago, and, and they asked me to speak about like a times of transition. And I was just doing a little research on the word transition. And actually it comes from the, the Latin word transitia, which means a going across or to cross. And I was just thinking about that, just like what you're talking about, the ship sailing and how a transition is a time of where we leave one thing behind and we cross over to something else. And uh, there's a death that happens and a life that happens, and there's old things that have to be left behind and new things that we take up. And so for all of us, like... It's literally about to be a new season. Summer is about to come, but summer, even even like the the kind of theoretical season of quote unquote summer, even if we're not in school anymore, it still speaks about something of like a new season. And so, yeah, I'm just so glad that we're doing this in this season, especially especially also as we've been in this you know extraordinary season on planet Earth. I just think the Lord is trying to tell us something. So. I'm grateful to be in summer school. <laughs> I actually, actually do really want to go back to school, school too, but we'll see about that. But I'm glad we're doing that. So I've just been thinking a lot about that. So super grateful. Super grateful. So we're going to talk about section two, and that this particular section of the book is titled, How Can We Foster Inspirations?, which is a lovely question that Father Jacques Philippe is, is um, giving to us. And our guiding quote for this podcast, for this particular section of the book, is just a really beautiful one from section two, number seven, where he talks about practice silence and peace. And here Father Jacques Philippe says this, and I think it can resonate, I think it'll resonate with all of us. He says this, the spirit of God is a spirit of peace, and he speaks and acts in peace and gentleness, never in tumult and agitation. 
And I think, and I'll open this conversation up to the two of you about that, but I think this is so true. And it's such a classic Ignatian rule of discernment as well of like, what are the inspirations and what are they leading me to? And even inspirations that can be really challenging from the Holy Spirit at the deepest places, they, they're spoken in peace and they might cause like reverberations throughout our soul, which manifests itself on the surface. But at the depth, it's always peace. And I think, I don't know about you two, but I know just very recently discerning my own soul and like what's happening within, I can tell when I act out of a spirit of agitation or a spirit of peace and the fruit that results from that, <laughs> it's, it's, it's varied, varies greatly. So I don't know for about, what about you, Michelle, as you kind of journey in this section of the book? And also when we talk about peace and the interior disposition of our souls, what do you notice in yourself and what the Lord is doing there? I notice when, um, like we were, of course, we had a long conversation before we started recording the three of us, but I noticed like the last couple of days I got sick and I had strep throat and, um, it, there was just really interesting, like my thought process, you know, like how my thoughts began to spiral and it kind of took me aback because I was like, Oh, I thought it was in a really good place spiritually and all that kind of thing. But I realized when they can snowball really quickly, my thoughts, but I also realized that I did not invite the Holy Spirit into them. I didn't, I was still trying to figure out on my own what was going on. I was still trying to self-diagnose myself instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to be counselor in my life, you know, and go to him with my questions or go to, yeah, and go with him to my thoughts. And I was like, okay, what's going on? Whatever. Like, I was like, nope, I'm going to figure this out and do this. And it just made me really agitated. It made me not only agitated, it made me kind of mean. And so, um, you know, I was just like, because I was like, I'm going to white knuckle myself and figure this out and do all that. And it doesn't work. And I don't know like how many times I have mm. to go through this to realize, okay, girl, this is not the way to go. You know, it is to stop. It is to get silent. It's to ask the Holy Spirit, what is going on, you know, and allow him to direct me and counsel me in those areas. So yeah, that's mine. Heather, what about you? <laughs> yeah, my head is just swirling with so many things right now because there's there's a lot to say about what you just said and about, you know, the, the comment about peace. It's very hard to quiet our hearts. And I think it's a, it's a practice that we need to pursue regularly, daily. You know, it doesn't just come naturally to quiet our hearts. And especially with how things are, I don't want to blame it on social media and all of that, but it does contribute. You know, all of those things do contribute. The pace that we move through life at, the amount of information that we're getting constantly, the amount of multitasking that many of us are doing, our attention is consistently split between multiple things all the time. So to reverse that and to get very quiet is a practice that I think we have to pursue with diligence, you know, and discipline to put things away, to not multitask in our prayer, to actually sit quietly. Um, but I, I think for most people, we can get frustrated quite quickly because it doesn't come quickly. It doesn't happen naturally. And, and I think we have to be okay with a process of learning to grow that area of quiet within our own hearts. And, and it is a gift that I think we can request of God. Please come, Holy Spirit, and breathe your peace into the chaos in my heart and my mind so that I can hear you so that I can be open to your stirrings and your promptings, which which often, yeah, are, are very subtle. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that God is playing hide and seek, because that's another lie from the enemy that, that God is so elusive that we could never hear his voice, that we can never, you know, we're never doing the right thing. And we often can fall into a narrative of, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. And why isn't God talking to me? And, and I, I think what you were saying, Michelle, I just want to 
also say our interpretation of things is an area that I think has to be purified. How we interpret what is going on in our world, our thought processes, what God is doing or not doing, our interpretation of that often I don't think has been really baptized with the Spirit. And we have to ask that the Holy Spirit would come and purify our interpretations of what is going on around us. And as we were talking before, you know, I was sharing with you both as well, I was in a very similar place and have been. The, the, the psychological warfare that has been going brutal. on in this time has been so, so intense for me. It's been absolutely brutal. Like, yeah, we can come on the podcast and say, yeah, we're good, whatever. But there is things going on like consistently in our life where we are having to, to have a throwdown, you know, with the enemy and with our own thought processes. And I think it's really important that we address that. I think many people are suffering right now. So the practice of peace, I think, is huge for all of these categories. What do you think, sister? Oh, definitely. And I appreciate um, just what you both are saying. And I appreciate that this is a practice. (laughs) It's an exercise, right? Where we go, we do that over and over Mm -hmm. again. And it begins with asking. And how often, it's just, it's very interesting how often we forget to ask. We forget to thank the Lord, but we just forget to ask. Like you're saying, Michelle, that, you know, we do it on our own. We just start, we just forge ahead without even asking the Holy Spirit. And, you know, like what you're saying, um, Heather, of, you know, just we get, we got caught in all these different things. And just to, just to ask the Lord, you know, just to be present to the present moment, ask the Lord, Lord, just come now, Holy Spirit, come now, you know, come illumine me now. Give me, give me the grace to, to understand this now, quiet my heart. I, you know, he never denies us our, like he just never denies us. And, I just that I, I just that's so true. That is just so true. And I really think I, I too have been challenged lately are, you know, what are, what are the stories that I'm telling myself? You know, mm-hmm. what is the narrative that I'm believing in a certain situation? And is it really a from the Lord? And my spiritual doctor really challenged me on that. And he said, you know, you have to understand how the enemy attacks you personally, like yes. what, how the enemy attacks you. And then you have to challenge, is that the voice of the Lord? And if it is not, you must turn away from it. You must, with your will, like, you know, turn away and turn back to the Lord. And that's been very prevalent in my soul lately. Just in the data, it's, it's, I mean, you guys, I think you guys would agree. Isn't it so subtle? And all of a sudden you go down this train track and like, holy cow, like I'm believing something about myself or about somebody else or about life that is not even gospel. It's not even true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there I am, like all the, all the emotions that come from those faulty thoughts, right? Instead of just stopping right there and just repenting of that saying, okay, Lord, I, I'm believing something that's not true. Or I don't think, I don't know if this is true. Can you, can you show me the truth here? And I, and like Father Jacques Philippe is saying, you know, the only way we can do that is just, just to stop where we are. It, Father Father Mark Toops talks about putting yourself in a, pl- a position to be found. So put yourself in a place where you can be found. Just sit down, literally or metaphorically, and just say, okay, Holy Spirit, okay, I'm just going to stop this. Can you help me? Can you speak to me right here? You know? Amen. I love that image. That's a great image. Just sit down and let yourself be found. <laughs> That's great because I do often find myself thrashing around like a little kid interiorly, you know, it's like, oh, just sit down and let yourself be found. That's good. Go ahead, Michelle. But is that so true? Like if you go hiking, one of the things they tell you, if you get lost, you stay put. Like you don't try to go or circle around because you'll get even more lost. You just stay where you stay put. And then the other people will find you, hopefully. You know, well, God will always or find you. Or eat my bears. One of the two. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a happy One of the others. Way, so. so, but hopefully God won't eat you. And yeah, so it'll be all good. But like, um, I think that's true. And um, I think the way the Lord talks to, I think we compare our narratives to other people's narratives. And I think one of the reasons that I love Father Jacques Philippe in this book, he was saying the way the Lord inspires people is designed uniquely for that person and for their sanctification and for their calling. So the way I hear the Lord is different than the way that 
Heather or sister, or even my husband hears the Lord, you know, we all hear the Lord. And so we've all put our own checks and balances in there to know like, okay, you know, like when my husband and I first got married, like, um, for me, it feels very natural to hear from the Lord for him. It, he hears from the Lord in a different way. You know, um, for me, it doesn't have to make a whole kind of logical sense. And I feel really good with that. He, mm-hmm. my husband does not. So it took him a little while. And he said, he realized like he would almost like test the fruit. Like if I felt like I was hearing something from the Lord and I feel this, he was not that he didn't trust me, but he just wanted to test the fruit. Like, okay, is this true? Like, all right, are we supposed to go this way? Are we supposed to lean this way? And then he said more and more after like there would be obedience and the fruit that would come after it and that it would ring to be true. He's like, oh my gosh, I can trust this with her and how she hears the Lord this way. And I mean, not that I hear him perfectly, not at all. There's always adjustments. There's always corrections. Like uh, my husband often says, we hear the Lord much better than we think we do. We probably interpret the Lord not in the ways we should. <laughs> because we still are we're still hearing with our own narrative, through our own wounds, through our own things. And but someone will be like, Well, she hears the Lord this way. Maybe I need to do it this way. No, it's unique to your call and your purpose. And when everyone is hearing and leaning into their own way, their own relationship with the Lord, we see the fullness of the body and we see the fullness of the whole communion of um, saints and the communion of people. And that's the beauty of the church. But it is taking that practice of our own silence and our own peace, you know, like to hear for the Lord for yourself, you know, and see what he says to you. Heather, what would you think? Yeah, I I just love how practical Father Jacques is getting in this particular chapter, because many of us will say, well, I want to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. How do I do that? And he's just laying it out. There's like point by point by point of things that we've talked about in various capacities on the podcast before. But these aren't just things to be talked about. These aren't just things to be read. They're things, like you said, sister, to be practiced, that we can easily begin to integrate slowly. But I think we just have to have a lot of patience with ourselves as we do them. Yeah. So what part should we jump into? Oh gosh, there's, there's just so many. Um, I, I like how he begins with, um, just even thanking God. The reason one, one of the reasons why he says we don't receive more inspirations is because we don't thank him for the ones we have. (laughs) And isn't that true? But I just want to, I just want to point out as we journey into this, that notice the chapter says, how do we foster inspirations? Notice that it doesn't say, how do I make this happen for myself? Or how do I power through this? Like to foster is to really help something grow. And I just think of my garden, how much I've learned about working. I was just out there last night being eaten alive by mosquitoes, which I was fostering their growth. Can I just say that? But um, I, <laughs> oh my gosh. But like, I, I can't, I can't make my plants grow, but I can foster the environment where they can grow. And so that requires me weeding the garden and watering it and making sure that the nutrient, the soil is nutrients, and then taking out all the impediments that would take away the growth and, and then allowing the growth to take place. And so what we're talking about here is not manipulating the Holy Spirit. It's not like forcing things to happen. It's like, how do I foster in the garden of my own soul? How do I foster the inspiration so I can hear them? So my, my plants grow, my fruit grows. And I, I think that's really important. So what he's giving us, like you're saying, Heather, are very practical things, everything from abandonment to looking at your own interior motives. Like what's the motives of your heart, discerning the spirits within practicing. silence. I mean, there's such great tangible things that all of us could take even just one for the next week and and dance with it and and foster that and see what happens in our souls you know i love that image that is a great image to, like how can i foster the environment in a garden it's beautiful go ahead michelle yeah and i love like he gives 
like very concrete examples. And I think what sister said would be amazing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, in this chapter, chapter two, pick one of those things. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate one of those things and dive into that one. You know, what are you trying to teach me? Where are you trying to go? Is it Thanksgiving? I, I love the one about obedience, you know, and it said like St. Francis de Sales says, we should love obeying more than we fear disobeying. And I loved that line because do we do things? And I just had such a great lesson this past week. I was, um, like I said, I was sick and I wasn't feeling well. And I had made this great plan for Pentecost, like to prepare for Pentecost. I was doing the novena and my husband and I committed to doing a holy hour together and it was amazing. And then I got sick and it blew up. Like there was, I couldn't do anything. And I felt horrible and just all these kind of things. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then when I was in my prayer time, I really felt like the Lord was saying like, you know, Pentecost is the church's birthday. And I felt like the Lord, the sense I was getting from the Lord is like, what do you want for Pentecost? Like you love the church. I want to give you a gift. And my first reaction was like in prayer was, but I haven't prepped for Pentecost. I haven't done what I said I was going to do. I got sick, you know, like I still think that I have to do to receive, you know, like, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, like, and it's that obeying, like, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm still trying to earn his love. Like, I feel like I can only receive if I, you know, do. And it was just a really good moment. I felt like between me and the Lord to say like, I love you. You know, we say that like, he loves us in our weakness. He loves us in our poverty. Yeah, that's great. But when you really feel it, <laughs> like I have nothing right now and I have failed you. And he's like, so you true. haven't failed me, you know, like. It's just like adjusting to that. So um, just when he asks us to obey him, it always comes out of love and goodness, you know? And then where are my areas that I still fear disobeying the father because I'm going to get in trouble, you know? And just highlighting oh, those. Gosh, yeah. yeah. You know, Heather, what about you? Yeah, I, I loved so many of these sections. It's hard to just choose one. But the, one of the ones that stood out to me was the practice of abandonment. And I've been pondering this a lot the last few years, like, about when good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. And, you know, those ideas that we think, but then it's really not true. What about when bad things happen to good people? And we're doing everything that we think we should and bad things still happen. Can we still trust the heart of God? You know, those are the big questions that I think we all wrestle with deep down that many of us are scared to even say out loud because it rattles us to the core and it it bumps up against our faith. You know, do we really believe that God is good? And can we trust him? You know, and I, I think that comes down to a lot of these practices. If God is really good and we trust him, these things are so much easier. So when we have a struggle with trust, um, I've found for me that God is asking me to press into that. He's like, I'm not afraid of your questions, Heather. Like, ask me. Like, you don't trust me? Like, why? Why don't you trust me here? Like, and to get very specific about it. So I'm having a lot of conversations over the last few years with the Lord about, Lord, when this happened, like, help me understand where were you and how are you good, you know, here and how are you good here? And I think for me, a lot of it is realizing that we are in a world at war and and there are things that have occurred from the fall that God did not desire for us to experience. And there's a lot of pain and suffering that it's not God torturing us or teaching us lessons um, by us experiencing pain. Yet, he wants to use everything that happens in our life to bring about good. And he wants to use good and hard situations to teach us um, and to help us grow. You know, it's not that he instigates bad things. He's, he's the author of life. 
he's not an author of death, you know. So I think we just have to um, continually press into those places that are hard and to not be afraid, you know, not be afraid to go to the dark places because God isn't afraid to go there with us. And as we grow in trust, it's easier to abandon things mm. to him. Well, it's like, you know, when you have somebody that you trust, you're willingly, you're willing to give them what is most precious to you because mm. you know they won't harm it or they won't harm you in the, in the process. I mean, haven't we all had, you know, it's just giving our novices a teaching yesterday on theology of the body. And, you know, you talk about in the garden, like the original unity and the original nakedness of Adam and Eve, where there was no manipulation, there was no coercion, there was the nakedness of the body was a revelation of the entire person. And there was peace that like John Paul II talks about the peace of the interior gaze, you know, and it's like that kind of trust that the Lord is calling us to. And, and it just, it's so great because it reveals, like you're saying, Heather, it reveals those places in my soul, which the Lord is not surprised at, where I don't trust Him. Like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised sometimes, and He's like, oh, I knew mm-hmm. that. It's okay. Like, I, you know, you're like, like, I thought we were past this. Sorry. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, we're not. I know. I know. you. <laughs> and, you yes. know, and I think, and that's okay. I, I think that's okay. And I, I, that's why Father Jacques, at the very beginning of the books, talked about how us being, you know, being okay with our weakness and being content there. And I love one of the I love one of the tenets of, of twelve steps where they say, you know, God do for me what I cannot do for myself. You know, and I just have been praying that so much lately, like Holy Spirit, do for me what I can't do for myself. And then that's okay that you can be little and it, and that's okay. That's not deterring to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know? It is. And I think it's interesting, like when we're recording this, we're preparing for pod, I mean, Pentecost and they'll right before practicing silence of peace is the chapter. I mean, the little excerpt about practicing detachment. Mm-hmm. And I love the whole thing about practice. That means that you have to practice. You begin again, you're going to mess up. You're not going to do it well. You know, it was really interesting. My son, Sam was the, um, I'm going to be like that obnoxious mom for a second. Like he was the valedictorian for his eighth grade class. Oh yeah, he was. He was so cute. But he had to give a speech, which was funny, but he used a Michael Jordan one, you know, and it was the one where like he said, they've told me I've won all these championships, but I've missed this many things. I didn't make this, you know, like all the ways that he had failed. And he said, that is what made me successful, you know? And I feel like it was interesting. So I was thinking about that, the spiritual life. Oh my gosh, I try this. I practice this. Why do I not have it perfectly on the first time? You know, like, why don't I have like, I mean, and I get onto my kids, you know, like with sports, like I should be able to do this. I'm like, buddy, you got to practice. But don't I approach the Lord the same way? Like I should be at this level by now. I mean, why am I learning this lesson again? But uh, Father Jacques Philippe says, we cannot receive the motions of the Holy Spirit if we are rigidly attached to our possessions, our ideas, or our points of view. And he goes, what? I'm not always right. What? (laughs) And he says, we need great compliance and adaptability. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, and he says, we should make an effort not to hang on to anything, either materially, effectively, or Mm. spiritually. Uh, He says, the detachment we should aim for is not that of saying to the hell with it or becoming indifferent to everything, but it's the kind of a uh, detachment is the Lord is asking us an an attitude of detachment, Mm. maintaining a freedom of inner peace and all these kind of things. And I think this time in history right now, I mean, I think the Lord is like highlighting and illuminating our attachments and ways that they are disordered are really just idols that we have put um, before him. But things like he is trying to take things out of our hands right now, I think. And a lot of us are just holding on mm. for dear life. But like, I want this toy. Don't take my mm. toy away. You know, but he's like, gosh, I have something better for you. Will you lay this down? Because I know what is best for you. So it's just been like, really looking at this whole time and season. 
uh, has been really me looking at just areas of idols that I've had in my life and where do I need to detach? Because we talk about new wine and new wineskins. Well, the old wine has to leave before the new wine can come, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Heather, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Just that one point about um, detaching from our opinions, I think uh-huh. is, is huge. It's very hard for many people, many of us, you know, to detach from our opinions because it's like our opinions now in society have been elevated to the highest place. It's like you do, you do you, what's good for you. If it's your truth, own your truth, you know, all of these types of ideas, which there's some good in there. I'm not saying throw everything out about that, but it, it's taken it so far that what you think and believe actually can surpass God's word, you know, and Francis Chan <laughs> talked about this. I, I love Francis Chan. He is a hard hitter, but I love his fidelity to the Lord and his intensity. But he was talking about that exact thing. He said, you know, many years ago, it used to be that God's word and scripture was at the highest place. And all of a sudden, and our opinions were down here. And all of a sudden, there's this switch that's occurring and in our society today and how many people think is that our opinions are of primary importance and God's word doesn't matter anymore. And I think we need to to allow ourselves to be reoriented. We all are affected by these types of ideas and circuit, like everything that's going on around us, you can't not be affected by it. So this is where I think we need the Holy Spirit to come in and have more of an effect on us to reorient and order properly all of these different areas. Because who cares what I think? Who cares? Really? I mean, I, I struggle with this on the podcast, to be honest with you, sometimes. There's many mornings I wake up and go, maybe we just shouldn't do the podcast anymore. Who cares what I think? Who cares about my opinion, you know? And at the same time, God seemingly has given us something to steward, and so we want to be faithful to that. But but yeah, I, our opinion isn't as important as we think it is. And I think that's a tough pill for some of us to Ooh, swallow. Girl, that's a good word, man. Oh, that's a good word. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, we could do a whole up. Uh, we could do a whole podcast on opinions like, if we wanted to. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. Like each of us have had that conversation. Uh, Sister and I, you had it when you were visiting, and I, we had it. With, I had it this past week with a good friend of ours, Debbie Herbeck, and we're like, okay, if the Lord took everything away. Like if we weren't doing ministry, if we weren't doing, and it was just he and I, would that be enough? You know, like all these different, and we're like, yes, it would, but there's something still like we're graspy, you know, like, and it is, it's just, is he, is he enough for us is the question. Like bottom line, is he enough for us? Like, you know, things can be taken away from us any, at any time. Is he our source, you know? of everything. And that's a hard question. You know, we would love to say yes, you know, and we, and we do say yes, but I mean, we love to say a wholehearted yes. Yes, absolutely. But the Lord's mm-hmm. like, Oh, what about this? And mm-hmm. what about this? Oh, what about this? You and know? that's the poverty. That's exactly the mm-hmm. places of spiritual poverty and littleness that we have to be willing to say, yeah, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. I'm really little here. Lord, like, please, please help me. Help me to love you more. Help me to fall in love with you more. Help me to love your people more. Help me to steward things well. Help me to be detached, to not need a platform, to not need, you know, to have my opinion elevated. Like, help me to just love you and love others yes. so well. We we forget the most basic thing, golden rule, you know, like we, we forget that and we put all of these other things on top of it that seemingly are more important but they're not. And I, that's why I appreciate Father Jacques Philippe talking about, you know, examining the motives of our hearts, 
you know, examining the root from which all of our actions and our thoughts and everything stems. And, and that's the continual place where the Lord, that's what you're both are talking about, really, like the, where the Lord dwells within us and, and he illumines the motivations of our hearts. And are we not surprised by our own motivations at times, <laughs> you know, and something that can seem very innocuous on the surface, you know, when I look in my heart, I'm like, Ooh, I said that. And that wasn't a very good motive. Like it seemed, it seemed benign, but I had like something, you know, like when I was really honest with myself, I was like, Oh, that didn't come from a good place. And I, I think it's something to father Justin, who we've had on the podcast before he talks about, and maybe that's something that we could practice this week when we allow the Holy spirit to choose one of these tenants and just to really sit with it, but just to place everything on the altar of our hearts, just to place it all out there. So everything on our heart, everything in our heart can be seen and it all goes on the altar. Like everything on the altar is seen. What is what is good, what's bad, what's ugly, what's beautiful, what's ordered, what's disordered. And it all goes out there. So like you both are saying, God can reorder it and we can receive his inspirations more deeply and live in that peace and live in the truth. And, and it's a continual purification, like, you know, working out. It really, I, you know, it's, when you, I mean, you know, I love sports analogies, but when you work out, like your muscles burn, it's, it is hard and you have to breathe through it and you have to be willing to push through it. And honestly, in my own spiritual journey, it feels the same way at times. Like when I'm practicing these things, I can feel the burn. I can feel it burning and it's hard. And I want to like, quote unquote, put the weights down and be like, this is too hard. And that's not what we're going to do. We're going to breathe through it. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to be our breath. And we're going to allow the burn to transform us to be who we're called to be in the Lord. That's how it works. There is no other way around it. You know, there's no easier, softer way. Like that's that's the fire of the transformation of the transition of the crossing over into resurrected life. And isn't that what we all want? Amen. Amen. Yeah. And if we're not willing to do it, we shouldn't expect fruit. We just shouldn't. You know, if mm-hmm. we're not willing to, like you said earlier, the cultivating of the garden to make the environment you know, usable for the Lord to grow something good, then we shouldn't expect it. We shouldn't expect good fruit in our lives. We shouldn't expect spiritual progress by just sitting around waiting for God to do it all, you know? Like, yes, the work is His, but like you said, we have to be open. We have to be docile. All of these tenants, if we don't enter into them, then yeah, don't expect much much to change. Wow. Well, this is... <laughs> Sorry. That felt like let's a go work out. Let's go, let's all go work out. Right at the I'll end give you there. my opinion about it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tweet about it later. <laughs> all right. Well, any any final last words, Michelle and Heather Forrest, before we jump into our one things for the week? But yeah, section two, it's power. It's a powerhouse. I mean, it all is, but this is good, ladies. Like I, I'm convicted myself. I'm like, amen. You know? Me too. Oh, yeah. This little book has just been so good. Um, just totally convicted. You know, and he says in this section, he uses Trez, I choose all. Like, I'm the same way. I choose all. I choose all 10 areas that I need to work on <laughs> in section two. Yes. So, I will pick one, but I choose all. I need all areas to work through. Yeah. Amen. Heather, any last words for us before we jump in? No, I just love you guys. I appreciate mm. these conversations very much. They're very good for me, you know. Like, me I mean, too. this isn't just a podcast. These conversations are things that I think about a lot, and I ponder, and I, you know, chew on these little bits of of stuff that we talk about here. And so it's just very valuable to me and I'm very appreciative of you both. Mm-hmm. And can I just give a shout out really quick to Father Jacques Philippe? Thank you. This is the second book that we have done. And it went, mm-hmm. just thank you for being a spiritual guide for all of us. Like, thank you for your words and your wisdom, but this has to be a fruit of his spiritual Amen. life. Yep. So we are thankful mm-hmm. that um, he has cultivated this fruit in his personal spiritual life. And we are very thankful that we are able, you know, to partake in his garden 
and um, learn from his spiritual fruit. So thank you for the gift of his spiritual guidance and his priesthood. So thank you, Father Jacques Philippe. Father Jacques, he just mm-hmm. should be our collective one thing for the week. What do you think? Oh, no. <laughs> Father Jacques, we love you. You'll never listen to this podcast, but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, speak oh, French to us. I love it. All <laughs> right. Speaking of one things, Michelle, what is your one things for the week? My one thing for the week is a podcast what? from the CFRs, the Franciscan Friars mm. of the Renewal. One of my dear, like, spiritual brothers, the little brother that I never thought I wanted or needed, Father Mark Mary and his two lovely priest friends have a podcast called Poco a Poco. And for some reason, they decided that they wanted to be in competition with us, which I told them the kingdom of God doesn't have competitions and that his uh, podcast means little by little. So he really shouldn't aspire to be great. Just kidding, Father Mark Mary. But we will crush him anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Seriously. Yeah. Like bring it on boys. But we love the Friars and their podcast is beautiful and it's great. And it's three of them. So yes, Poco Poco. There you go. Heather, what is your one thing? Oh, my one thing, strangely, is also the Poco Poco mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just love those guys. Just want to bless them. Just want to root them on. <laughs> Way to go. I haven't met these guys in person yet, which I can't wait. But honestly, their playfulness is just so captivating. I, I really am so appreciative of them. Um, my other one thing, it may have been a one thing in the past, but it's seriously is my one thing right now that continues to just minister to me. And that's the album called Peace by Bethel. Oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. I often find with worship albums, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but sometimes a lot of them are live and it's pretty intense. And when you're in the moment, in those live moments, it's like mind blowing. It's so amazing. But sometimes when you're in the quiet of your own home, you're like, ah, it's too much. It's too much. There's a lot of yelling, a a lot of intensity. This particular album is taking some of those songs that we love and it's stripped down and very quiet. And um, and even the way that they did it, like they have some trauma things involved with how they recorded the album and the sounds and everything to just help bring about healing and calm uh, to anxiety and people. It's really, really beautiful. So I just highly recommend it. It personally has been like a bomb to my soul. So that's such a great, that's such a great, um, album. And I feel the same way when I first heard it, I was like, what is happening to me as I'm listening to it? Like there's there's like a tangible change as you listen to it. You just feel that literally this peace wash over you. Mm -hmm. It is, it is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. I can't recommend that enough. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, well, my one thing for the week is a podcast by the CFR. (laughs) It's called. Oh, we love you guys. We're just messing with you. Um, actually, I, I've been into, well, I like to eat, as we all know. But my superior last night, she loves to cook. And she made a really wonderful uh, Thai green curry last night oh, with coconut wow. milk, ginger, zucchini, and over quinoa. And so and you can get the green curry paste in your grocery store, but she just did it such a good job. So I'm going to give you her recipe. I absolutely loved it. I had two big fat bowls of it. Throw on some fresh cilantro and some crushed red pepper. You're in like Flynn, you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, you know what, girls? This may just turn into a cooking show. I finally (laughs) recorded um, a video for my salmon Wellington recipe. I haven't posted it yet, but maybe by the time this podcast goes out, I will have posted it. But this is what I'm thinking: side gig um, cooking show with the three of us. Michelle, you're like the queen of the slow cooker. You got it going on with all all of the preparing for big crowds. I think we could do it. 
I think we could do it. There you go. Do you think Chip and Joanna Gaines would bring us on their network? Seriously. Is that a possibility? Oh, I think we're like totally made for HDTV. That's our new calling. (laughs) Sister and I were hoping ESPN, but HDTV would be good too. We can do that. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. We'll just just transfer over. That's fine. All right. Oh, God bless you, dear friends. It's been delightful to spend time with you. And we just, uh, yeah, just ask that you maybe just find one of those, one of those tenants as the Holy Spirit just this week. What's the one place he would like to speak to you? And just, just to give, ask for the grace to be, be, just to be willing, just to be open and whatever the Lord is fostering in your heart so he can speak to you more deeply. May it be so. So until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy. So thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization, and donations are tax deductible. So, would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support and may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.